wait, wait a second. Oh man. I can I can smell the anticipation in the air. I smell I can finally, after all these years, smell what the rock is cooking. And the rock is cooking some sort of stir fry and it's it's very pungent. Very excited about this episode. Uh, you probably are very unsure right now. Because you're like, wait, this is Lima time time. But uh, the familiar voice that eases me into pa- to Patrick, the buffer voice, the voice of a benevolent and loving God, is is not here. You just skipped all of those stages and you went straight to the devil. It's like, hey, well, everybody, well, it's the devil here. Um... Uh, we, yeah, we talked about not wanting to, uh, not wanting to, sh- to shock you. I'm, I'm going straight into the devil voice. Yeah, we talked about, uh, kind of easing you into this, uh, not just going straight from the, the regular podcast into the, into the, into what I'm doing here, but, uh, uh, my whole thing's chaos and mayhem, so at the end of the day, I was just like, yeah, well, I'm just gonna do it. The other option was, uh, just killing everybody that, that listens to it, so, uh, I, I think I picked the better one for, for you guys, but, uh, you know. I feel like I'm uh, kind of mailing it in. Anyway, it's the devil here. So that was the that was the devil. Um, see, I'm excited about this because no thought or real uh, real preparation uh, went into it, which you sh- you should love. But I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, one of the best podcasts out there. Uh, it's the the Dollop, and of course, you know how I'm into, uh, you know, all of the the strange goings of um, the witch trials. So I was listening to an episode where they were uh, talking about the witch trials in, in Denmark. And uh, just how weird Norway and Denmark in 1620. So I was just listening to that, and um, basically it was just as on brand for me and insane as as possible they basically they just everybody was a possible witch they would torture them the women until they admitted to literally everything and even made some different stuff up and then they just killed them in different ways either got garroted which is uh you get stabbed you know through the neck uh you know Fen- Finmark was uh, actually burning burning their witches alive so that's pretty sick but yeah, the Satan was basically uh, running rampant, showing up, showing up in different forms, and um, yeah, just and the, all these witches were admitting to what what the devil was up to, and you know, they didn't, people didn't like the devil. He seemed to uh, yeah, it was all these witches were turning into different animals, into ravens and foxes, and it, that's basically pretty much what what it came down to. But that's not sea monsters as well, obviously. Why wouldn't you turn into? Uh, into a sea monster. So yeah, all, the, all these animals would show up for Satan's Christmas party. So, that this is all very much real and documented in court documents. So uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll just do all of the Dollops episodes. So anyway, the, uh, oh, there's so, many, so much good witch spooky stuff that I can get in on. I mean, they were just killing witches left and right. But that's, that's not what this is about. I wanted to take a little bit of time and tell my 
I'm gonna I'm not gonna guarantee it, but I'm gonna say it's probably my favorite favorite baseball story of all time. And then you know, there's only a handful that are even candidates. Uh, you know, you can divide, divide these stories into you know meaningful, pure mayhem. You know, uh, you know, once in a lifetime, uh, just uh, you know, miraculous, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, I would, I would call this uh, apocalyptic surrealism, uh, unfathomable insanity. I mean, just oh man, just <laughs> you know, there's 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 times in. There's a few times throughout your life where you're reading a story or you're, or you're hearing about something that's just like, like, like what? Where it, it's uh, that that real, actual life is just absolutely wonkers. And, <laughs> and, and a story like digresses into... It just keeps digressing into the, the worst possible situation, and it keeps just snowballing effect, Occam's razoring, whatever, Murphy's lawing. Uh, so the end just, yeah. Th this story is, of course, the infamous Tencent Beer Night. If you are not familiar with this story, are you, are you, if you're listening to a baseball podcast, you probably know about this. But I don't know if you know just how ridiculous. I mean, ten cent beer night. I, I think that that name alone is just it's unfathomable already, right? It's like it doesn't even feel real. Like what? It, this because this was like what was this this seventies for sure? Nineteen seventy four. Okay, it's seventy four in Cleveland, Ohio. You know we love we know we love Cleveland. So much. And actually, all of the bits that I do about Cleveland were very much real factors in, um, into being kind of a catalyst for the, uh, the absolute mayhem that ensued on Tencent Beer Night. Oh my goodness. So, a little backstory. You're gonna love. Oh, you see, we got we got two. We have two familiar characters. So, the the Tencent Beer Night was the the Indians and the Rangers. And yes, I can say Indians. I'm not gonna. No, they weren't the Guardians. Then I'm not gonna. I'm, pro I'm probably gonna try not to ever re refer to them as the Guardians, unless they're adopting a an Asian boy or something. Shouldn't have said that. Okay, yeah, flag that. We we flag that. I'm trying not to say any, mentioning a, Asian boys. Okay, yeah, flag that. All right. Yeah, which we're, I'm just I'm trying to be I'm just trying to be better. Anyway. So the week before, the the Indians were. Uh, should I, should I, I should, probably shouldn't say the Indians because that's gonna make everything I say. Without context, actually, absolutely insane. All right, so the yeah the the Indians were uh, were in Texas. It's like okay, yeah, that's we that makes perfect sense. And uh, they had a 
they had kind of like a wild game that that kind of snowballed out into into ended up being a brawl. So they were so it was a high high tensions. Um, actually, I mean honestly, the game that game that I'm that I'm talking about now that kind of started everything was pretty much was that was just, I mean was insane as well. So Okay, so the so the Rangers so they're in they're in stupid ass Arlington. Um it's nineteen seventy four and everybody still looks exactly like the Dallas kid. They all are wearing polo shirts, khaki shorts and they have the swooped hair. They all are they're SEC dressed, Dallas dressed. Um, and the ones that didn't wear shorts had on khaki pants with red wing boots, for whatever reason. So that's how they dress. They're, they're they've they've always dressed like that. Yeah, if you're thinking Chevy Chase and the and Caddyshack, then that is absolutely correct. They're all dressed like that, and all the women are who the who the hell knows. You're gonna you're gonna get a variety with the women because some are Highland Park, you know, uh, you know, high end wealthy people. Um, and then you'll get some, you know, some Fort Worth trash. You know, just a good mix of women. So, um, you know, they're, they're, it's 74, so they're just now, you know, coming into uh, even having rights. So, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first year they could vote. I am mistaken. That is very much incorrect. Well, okay. Well, let's try not to let facts hold us back from a, a good narrative. So okay, so they're in so they're in Texas and Okay. I'm trying to think what's necessary before I can tell the story quickly and get the hell out of here. So okay, okay, so one important factor is that at the time the Rangers manager was Billy Martin. And if you're not familiar with Billy Martin, well, you know who Billy Martin is, but I'm not sure you, yeah, you probably know how terrible he is. He's just, one, like, if a if a fist was just just sipping on a bottle of Everclear and, and fighting, like, yeah, if, like, the, like, how, like, you know how ghosts are made from, like, electric energy? And you're like, no, that's not, I don't know how ghosts are made. So, okay, well, all right, my bad. Some people theorize that, uh, you know, when a death or something traumatic happens, that there's, a you know, an energy imprint that can be, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to explain that. I don't, I'm a Ghostbuster, don't worry about it. I've got my 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 PKE meter out. I'm checking for dog ghosts. From Zool's, Zool's in my refrigerator, organizing it. Zool's very upset with the um, some of the food that's been in there. Just like, yeah, it's very disrespectful to Zool's. Like, please, please have this cleaned up by the time Gozer gets here. And I'm like, well, I don't. I can Gozer and the dogs not show up. And it's like, no, sorry, they're coming. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you really hate to get in tangles with interdimensional demigods or goddesses, you know. It's like, what do you want? Why are you in my fridge, Zool? It's like, okay. Yeah, I'll clean it out before Gozer gets here. I don't know what any of this means. Oh, it's oh, it's ancient Sumerian stuff or something. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, thanks, thanks, Zool. 
Anything else? You need to, you're gonna send a, a give me let me get chased by a, a dog before before I get into my story. No, we're good. All right, thank you, Zool. Um, all right, shout to Zool, everybody. That's a nice nice little gift spot. It's been to clean out my uh, old Chinese food that's been in there for probably seven years. For for Gozer, whatever that means. Sick Ghostbuster reference that I should. Okay, yeah, it's pretty, pretty tight. Okay. So the so the the the, the Indians are in are in Arlington playing the, the stupid ass Rangers, and Billy Martin, who mainly famous for managing the Yankees. And he was like hired and fired by the Yankees, like s multiple times in a short span of years, because he would he he kept he kept uh, getting mad. He had a terrible temper, and he drank a lot, and he liked to fight, and he was antagonistic, and he liked to cheat. So he would get mad. At the at something the other team did all the time. I mean, he was just he threw dirt. He would just throw dirt at umpires. Like worst possible. Think of just the worst. Like if Ron Artest, like Ron, big Ron Artest energy, but but even worse than Ron Artest. Metal World Peace. Shout out to Metal World Peace. Um, trying to think who was just like an absolute just chaos. Like I don't know. Like a he just drank. He fought in bars all the time. He's just a a, cart, a, cart, a caricature, a cartoon of a of a baseball manager. Just Billy Martin was so yeah. I don't I don't, I, I don't even know how to articulate that. Like yeah, he's terrible. So so they had a they they, they had a, a big fight in Texas, and the Rangers fans had um. They were, you know, pouring stuff on, pouring and yelling and pouring stuff on the, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the actual, some specifics on that story. Basically, it got, yeah, it just got, it, it got flagrant. So, yeah, so they... Okay, so they they actually Okay, um, hold on, give me one second. Let me let me let me get my bearings. Let me get my ball bearings. This is my new character. He's a guy that doesn't know what anything is and 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 applies it in the wrong way. It's a pretty good character. We're still workshopping it. Okay, so Basically, yeah, they had a, a big brawl, and uh, there was a, a hard slide started at all. The, the, this is old school. Yeah, 74. This is unwritten rules. We're running rampant. So, yeah, hard slide in a second. Indians didn't like it, so they you know, they threw behind the, the next guy's legs or something. But then this guy in, lays a bunt down, and they, they try to turn a double play. But he, but he, um, uh, when the first baby trying to tag him out, he, he just gives him a forearm, you know, a football like forearm, and uh, the first baseman just immediately threw a punch. It's like then it was on. So that, and this was like a real fight. Uh, yeah, it got real bad. 
the 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 catcher was like being restrained by going to yeah, see this is the meta world piece in energy. Jermaine O'Neill energy. Malice at the Palace. This was uh mayhem at the worst possible stadium on earth. Danger with the Ranger, something something catchy. So yeah, so the Indians are trying not to fight the fans are obviously they're a bunch of criminals and degenerates. They're dressed nice, but they're um yeah, they're dressed country club but uh, underneath they're very uh they're very public driving range if, if you catch my drift going with some golf metaphors so yeah so they're um so yeah they're they're fighting and uh, the rangers fans started throwing food and beer because why, why wouldn't they they're like we are unruly terrible people we have nothing to live for we're already at a rangers game oh and so they, yeah it's just mayhem and, uh, okay, so uh, the Rangers win that game 3-0. Shout out to the Texas Rangers, the uh, worst possible Rangers. And, uh, okay, so, so yeah, so that was a real brawl. Like, not one of the ones where they, they like, meet and they just mosh pit and fake shove. No posturing. Like, this was like a, a fight. So, yeah, you know, just for context. So after the game... Uh, one of the reporters asked Billy Martin, again, an, a known brawler, fighter, antagonist, a uh, revenge guy. Oh, what was, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say about the, when he was, was with the Yankees. He kept getting fired because he kept admitting to cheating. He'd get mad at the other team for, you know, using a substance on the baseball. And then he would get mad and then do it. And he, to call them out for cheating he would say yeah we we so we we started using our spitball and then they're like uh we have to fire you now so we basically nothing has changed uh till now you uh baseball you are completely allowed to cheat if it's never mentioned so this uh, you know so you can yeah everything's fair game uh just if it does get s s said in public people hears it People hears it. If people okay, if people hears it, and by people, I mean if yeah, if the commissioner hears it, he has you know, they have to do something. So, which which this kind of makes this hilarious. So like to get fired that many times and rehired by the Yankees, they're just like we I just can't we can't quit you, Billy Martin. You're you're toxic and terrible in every way, but God damn it, if I don't love you. And he's just drunk and in a stupor. Standing on the porch with his pants are already down and he's wet himself. He's just mumbling it about some Detroit Tiger. It's like, all right, the Yankees are okay. Well, all right, well, let's. So yeah, they had a, a nice little run together. But yeah, so he's obviously things got worse because he's hit rock bottom and now he's managing the Texas Rangers in the seventies. Oof, not great. So so after this debacle, where the Ranger fans and the Cleveland Indians almost fought. Yeah, the reporter asked Billy Martin, are you going to take your armor to Cleveland? And being the uh, terrible, awful antagonist that he is, he was uh, he was like, nah, they're not going to have enough fans there to worry about. Sick burn. It's all facts. Um, so, like that, so that kind of got, that fired Cleveland up. Uh, and they're... Their talk radio, which is probably... There's no way it's not obnoxious. Cleveland uh, talk radio in the 70s. 
Oof, that can't be good. So they, basically they just, uh, yeah, they just kind of ramped it all up. Which, I mean, why wouldn't you? Apparently the newspaper uh, printed a cartoon of our, our favorite character, Cheap Wahoo, holding a pair of boxing gloves. And it had like a caption like, ready, be ready for anything or something like that. So yeah, so if you, if you so just take a second to picture. This is 1974, so it, yeah, you still shouldn't, you still should know better than to print a, a racist cartoon Indian holding up boxing gloves to the citizens of Cleveland that says, "Be ready for anything." So they're just. Uh, and you know, to read in the paper. Uh, do, do they mean ready, ready to to, to fight? I, th I mean, I think that's what they're overtly saying. So yeah, so okay, so that's so that's where we're starting at, and also just for some context, uh, Cleveland. All of the Cleveland jokes kind of stem from what was going on there around this time, in this time. This was this is when the river was on fire and it burned down all their factories. And those businesses just didn't come back. They just left. Well, yeah, we're going to just not be here. And yeah, so the other, this was the during the river fires. And uh, yeah, I said that with a with a plural. There were like nine different <laughs> the the river was so toxic that it, yeah, it just lit up if anybody looked at it wrong. Just burned everything. So yeah, so just yeah, just think of the worst possible city. You got river fires, and yeah, you got no jobs. Um, yeah, yeah, everybody's poor. I think. Did they? Did Cleveland have to file for bankruptcy? Like, I mean, they're just Cleveland. So, so things are bad in Cleveland. And. There was just a, there was a. An optim optimistic, you know, bright-eyed PR person with the Cleveland Indians. It's like, you know what? The, our team's terrible, obviously. We're the Cleveland Indians. Uh, it's 1974. Things are tight. We're all listening to uh, Aerosmith or something. It's pretty sick. Well, our, we, we found out about sleeveless, sleeveless shirts. Pretty sick. Um, so things are great. Just kidding. They're terrible in Cleveland. But what could be better for these good, hard-working people of Cleveland? And by hard-working, uh, none of us have jobs. Yeah, there's one Yeah, there's one guy that runs the Polish meat place where you can get your sausage. And uh, there's another one that runs a poker room or something. I don't know. There's the only two businesses there. So, yeah, we don't have jobs, so we're all miserable. Um... Well, well let, us, let, us, let us, the Cleveland Indians be inspiring for this city and give back we're going to try something called 10 cent beer night and uh, keep in mind that this is something that they, they've done a nickel beer night before they've done this before with without incident so this is a um, this is a trend that was just a, a blessing if, if you happen to come up in the 70s yeah the trade off is you don't get the internet and all of the world's information you don't have all of the uh, everything of the universe at your at your hands at your disposal, but you do have 
the ability to be racist, to do things that aren't documented, so you can kind of move sneakily, and you get you got to drink cheap at baseball games. Pretty sick. So um, that was a trade-off. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, depends on you where you stand, whether you'd like that or not. So yeah, so they're gonna do this. And uh, yeah, so the 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 Indians were terrible, obviously. But people want you know, were like, okay, well, obviously we're gonna we want to see this fight because we're fired up. They've been yelling at us on the in the in the paper and the radio all week. Like, okay, well, let's we got nothing to live for, so let's just put it put all our eggs in the get rowdy against the Texas Rangers basket. And on top of that, we get to have some suds, drink with our boys. All right, sick. So, yeah, so like kind of the uh, the state of the city and the the tempers and tension from the previous previous game were kind of held there. And uh, yeah, there were a bunch of other factors too, like the, the just little little details that kind of, that kind of all came together to, to, to make this the perfect storm. Like, uh, so yeah, they have, they, they anticipated like 10,000 fans. They're like, oh, there'll be 10,000 drunk people. Then we can, that'll be fine. And, uh, they, you know, they didn't anticipate college kids getting out. So literally every college kid on earth is, is, is going here to get absolutely just bombarded, just, just hammered, obviously, and, but, but you know what, they were like, but they, they were, they were thoughtful, they did think ahead, they were like, well, you know what, okay, well, let's just put a cap on it so it doesn't get crazy in here, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're not absolute savages, I know it may appear that way by our logo, but we aren't, so yeah, we're gonna limit it to uh, six beers per purchase, and uh, yeah, we'll just keep we'll reel it in. Um, yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll limit to that. Oh, great, great, great thinking, Terry. That's that's just is great work. Yeah, six per purchase, per person. No, per purchase. Yeah, you got you could buy you could buy six every time you went there. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. So why even make that? Why even make this this, this rule? It's absolutely ridiculous. So this is where it starts to digress into just unfathomable mayhem. So uh, here we go. So yeah, so you could go up by, you get six beers at a time for a dime. And that was the slogan name. Pretty sick. I mean, yeah, just... It's the 70s, so you could, you could go buy tickets and get... Drink like 10, I mean, it's just, I don't even know how to do the pricing. You know, because inflation, I don't I don't really know. I don't know what that really means. I'm just like, oh yeah, inflation, yeah. Really ballooned up. I just use a bunch of balloon metaphors. Oh, really, yeah, it's exp it expanded. It got, yeah, it grew. So yeah, I just, I just think of a balloon. I don't really know what inflation is. But, uh, so I'm not going to do a price conversion thing. But with the dime beers, like you could, and get six at a time, you could get, you, you were getting hammered. Like there was no, 
Yeah, that that was every person there that could drink was going to get hammered. So they they already know this. They've planned for this. They're like, okay, well, we're Cleveland. We're good. We're good. We're good, hardworking people. Yeah, these are warehouse folk. Like they're just they just want to get away and beat up Billy Martin, which is perfectly acceptable. I mean, just awful. He's terrible. And these Rangers and their fans were. How pissed would you be if you had no money? Your river was on fire. Uh, you are in Cleveland already. It's terrible. Your baseball team's bad. And then you have a bunch of Dallas people in the stands throwing beer and food at your team, yelling at you, obviously using every slur. And you're like, oh, okay. So yeah, you, they're instant rivals. Yeah, and you got Billy Martin's their manager, so they're, okay, the worst possible guy that you already hate that's been a Yankee is, is managing this team. So it's just, yeah, it's the perfect... It's like, these guys, oh, we hate them. They're... There's nothing worse than an, an irrelevant team that, like, is demonized. It's like, oh, these guys, like, they're not good. So they have, like, nothing to live for, you know? You got Billy Martin just trying to fight as much as possible. I know it sounds like hyperbole, but I, it, it, he is actually, it's actually true with him. All he wanted to do was drink, fight, and cheat. <laughs> That's... Yeah, shout out to Billy Martin, just an absolute flagrant, flagrant person, but very good manager. So you got, yeah, you got to take the uh, good with the bad, or the terrible with the pretty good. So yeah, he kept getting rehired. So that's there's something to be said for that. It's just like, God damn it, what would he do? Oh yeah, he got hammered and yelled at the press corps and admitted to doing all sorts of cheating stuff and punched two reporters and. He's fought Reggie Jackson like multiple times. So yeah, so this is the kind of this is what the, I mean, absolute shit show. So okay, so yeah, so they you can get six beers at a time. And okay, so there the, this this starts. You can all, yeah, of course you can start two two hours early. And apparently this it was like a a real party atmosphere just around the the game. Of course, obviously with ten cent beer night, but people were showing up hammered. <laughs> they're pre-gaming so okay we gotta like the one time you don't have to do that you got cheap drinks you don't have to worry about spinning too much like you're covered you're going to go get hammered at the ballpark like that's ideal no they're they're all showing up just flagrant already two hours before the game to start drinking these cheap beers so that's where we're at surely this will be fine yeah, this should be pretty good, because people are in, people are in a good mood. Sure, there's some you know the subconscious undertones of uh, you know city and uh, ruins and bankruptcy. Uh, the future looks bleak. You got a hell like fire on your river that's happened multiple times. You know the, the river fire is really a microcosm for what's what's about to happen because you just don't know how to process water on fire you know what I mean uh like how do you how do you even put it out you have the this hose of well, I don't like it just doesn't make you you don't know how to it you don't know how to process it. you can't it sends you into like one of those just makes you instantly crazy start mumbling and yeah you instantly become crazy because you can't process how you'd put this fire out 
because you're there holding a water hose. And you're, like, you're looking at a, a river on fire. You're like, I don't know how to do this. Maybe try that smoke stuff from the forest fires. I Yeah, I don't. I just don't know how to put out water fire. Have we tried lighting the fire with on fire with water? They're like, no, idiot. Uh, yeah, well, can't rule it out. So then people are just coming up with just bonkers ideas. Okay, so you're saying light the fire on fire with water? Yeah, do the opposite of what it's doing to that. I don't, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll write that down. We'll, we'll put that down yeah, on the list. I don't know if that's possible. But yeah, obviously everything's in play. Yeah, we'll try that. Anybody else got any ideas? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Just, just let it burn because we don't literally don't know what to do. Yeah, I think that's where we're where I kind of I'm at as well. I don't don't really want to mess with it. How much? It's all. It's burned down uh, half of the city. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Then let's just leave it and get out. Get the hell out of here. Right, so yeah, yeah, nobody had any good ideas except for the the one brave soul that was like wanted to light fire on fire with water, and that's where Cleveland was at. But yeah, just yeah, the pure insanity of water on fire is a nice little. Uh, it's nice. It's foreshadowing. It's um, it's thematic. It's 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 nice when you have a for a story like this. Okay, so. This is a uh, hammered crowd having so much fun, right? It's uh, the Rangers jumped out to like a five one five one lead, something like that, four one, something. I don't remember what the score was, five to one, I think. And um, so, and this, so it's early. This is like the second inning or so, and a uh, one of the uh, Cleveland's players hit a line drive into the the stomach of the Rangers pitcher. And just like just absolutely crushed, like the, your worst fear as a pitcher, just just crushed in the in the abs, in the abdomen with, from a line drive. So that that happens, the pitcher drops to the ground, obviously, because you're you're hit with a a missile. And uh, the fans started cheering, hit him again, hit him again, <laughs> harder, harder, hit him again. Um, so that's kind of where they're starting out, and this is, uh, keep in mind, this is fun time. So, uh, so this is, so when they started chanting about hit him again, while this pitcher is obviously just probably broken ribs, just laying there writhing in, in the worst possible pain, a very dangerous situation that now would cause silence to, to, to overcome the stadium. These people, no, they're like, no, they, they go the, the complete opposite way. They're like, we want more violence. Yeah, it, it, it turns instantly tur- turns into um, bloodlust. Like an instant pivot into bloodlust. But okay, so it's still fun. Um, so this hat, so they start yelling that, and they, uh, and so then the the famous picture of the uh, of the lady that comes out. So a, so a, a middle aged woman runs out to the on deck circle and um, flashes her tits, obviously, because why wouldn't you? And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so she does that, and, uh, yeah, all the, te- all the teens, where, where there's a bunch of teens there, and they're all the per- sex perverts yelling, 
Dr yeah, so underage drinking. Is, there's a ton of underage drinking happen. Ton of college kids. Like, this just pure mayhem. And it's just this, like, hearty Midwestern 40-year-old woman. It's just like, yeah, well, I'm going to run out and obviously I'm going to... Yeah, I'm obviously I'm going to go flash my tits. Okay, so yeah, so this started a, uh, you know, a trend of streakers. So this is, yeah, I, I, I'd call the uh, the nudity and the uh, the sexual, yeah, the streaking, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, the, is that heckling? I don't know what it's, yeah, it's just streaking. So yeah, there's a, so the, the naked man ran out to second base. And then a, uh, yeah, there's a, a father and son pair. Uh, they, yeah, they ran out of the field and, and mooned the, mooned the fans. Like, so this is like, this is just mischief. This is just nudity and mischief. So this is, this is, I mean, the players can't, they're probably not thrilled. Like, okay, can y'all, can y'all maybe do, this is the fourth person this, in the, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is the early inning, this is the second inning. Can we please, can we get a, Reel this in? I mean, they're not attacking us. They they seem to be good people. They're just taking their clothes off and they're, they're like they're like hippies. They're just they're just like hippies. But I, I would. It it seems fine, but I'm just we're we're a little bit we're a little bit, a little bit suspect of this. A little a little bit. Being we're being a little bit cautious about this. What's that? Uh, okay, the, yeah, they okay now that now that now they have fireworks going. So the uh, so ju so just now, as a player, <laughs> you have twenty five thousand absolutely hammered people drinking as many beers as possible, shooting fireworks, and uh, running on the field left and right. Yeah, you got fathers, father and son running on the field, mooning people. I mean, this is just absolute, just mayhem. The worst possible scenario. If you think of like a soccer match in the in Ukraine, with the racists and their flares, and their far left uh, soccer fan militias, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like it's it's exactly like that. Uh, so yeah, so the, the so they're lighting firecrackers, and that, okay, well, it seems, okay, that's fun, that's, that's just, that's festive, that's, you know, you don't get to hear that all the time. What's that? Uh, yeah, they, they just, they're throwing them into the Rangers bullpen? Okay, so yeah, they're, now they're, now they've started to throw lit fireworks, and they're into the, um, Rangers bullpen. <laughs> Can you imagine being just... Well, yeah, light these cherry bombs and just toss them in the toss them in the bullpen there. Does anybody, yeah, nobody has grenades. We'll just use the firecrackers, black cats, and okay. You got an M any M80s? Shoot some. I mean, just that's. I mean, that's that's enough. Yeah, that's not great. But obviously, uh, this is the MLB. It's a prestigious league that. Likes to uh, that prides itself in finishing games and handling things with uh, dignity and honor. So yeah, that we're not going to let this clearly dangerous situation um, and uh, assault with a deadly weapon on a team on 
<laughs> we're not gonna let this uh not gonna let this stop us. We're gonna just let's just ma maybe make an announcement. Let's just let's just try to reason it. Yeah, so maybe uh get the PA guy, let's just make an announcement. And we'll we'll reel it all in. It'll be, it'll be tight. That's pretty that's pretty nice. Okay, that'll work. Let's do that. Yeah, just tell him to to not run on the field and to uh, please don't throw anything onto the field as well and just to you know we don't want to keep our players safe and then yeah they'll keep the they'll stop yeah that'll reel it all in that'll, that'll be perfect okay so he goes and makes the announcement it's like instantly oh, what do you think happens uh, yeah obviously everybody there starts just throwing stuff onto the field there you I mean yeah of course I mean, these they're terrible people. They instantly pivot. They're like, we didn't, ah. Oh. Like, they, they're told something. Like, every announcement, they just did whatever they were told not to do. So, it is already as bad as humanly possible. And they're just, yeah, they're they're waiting to, you know, they're getting their beer, they're six beers at a time, just throwing them left and right. Like, you can, I mean, they're so cheap that you can just, you don't have to drink them all. Could throw a couple. You could, yeah, I mean, just leave them wherever you go. You yeah, just absolute chaos. Uh, they see that there that the the volume, the sheer volume of beer that that was being consumed at that point, which is still kind of pretty early, was nuts. So they're like, okay, well, let's let's kind of manage the uh, the people in line to get get their their very. Uh, Modest six six beers at a time, which which everybody was doing, and like there yeah there there were no other rules other than that. Like you could buy, you could buy beers, give them to teens, which they did not want. Have basically they just could, yeah they couldn't control it, and they thought they could, but they were running. So they, they saw that their the rations were running low, so they they're like all right, we'll we'll bring some beer trucks in outside of the bleachers and have people kind of line up out there and they'll clear up some of the yeah some of the I don't know what the walkways I don't know what the fuck it's called they're at, they're at the Cleveland Stadium so the, the the alleys what would you call it yeah just whatever terrible word the sub the subways the halls the hallowed halls of Cleveland Stadium under the bleachers is, is probably what, it, what I would go with kind of clear that up and get people just kind of yeah just kind of manage them, and and we're also you know getting more beer and being prepared. So that's that's very thoughtful. Uh, who, who's driving those trucks in? Uh, we got security and all this to keep this all reeled in because they are drinking a lot. So we got some like police officers and some big security guys to to bring those trucks in and, and keep everybody just reeled in. Two teen girls. T t teenage teenage girls. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the seventies. Yeah, oh, okay, it's the seventies. So yeah. So uh, fun, flirty uh, teenage girls will uh, are sent in to Normandy, and they pull up with beer, and they you know these people are just going nuts, and yeah, they just uh, they start throwing stuff. They're mad about something, and you know these girls are just trying to make it through the summer, and you know they're going off to college. They're and they've just got hundreds of Clevelanders. Just I mean that just had to. Be the absolute worst. It was probably already the worst. Just being a teenage girl in the seventies, especially a beer girl. Like, so yeah, okay. So, what what does this job entail? 
to constantly be put in danger and sexually harassed at every turn and help the people doing that by serving them more of the thing that's making them do the thing. Okay, yeah, no, okay, yeah, it, what it pays what? Minimum wage? Okay, yeah. Not even? Okay. Under the table? Okay, right, right. So it's less than minimum wage, and I'm facilitating the thing that's putting me increasingly in danger and uncomfortable at every turn. No, I'll take it. No, I'll, ta I'll definitely take it, yeah. For sure. No, th no thank you. Yeah, I'll absolutely, I'll take it, of course. I can start as soon as possible. No, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, I'll start today, yeah. Oh, Cleveland Stadium? Oh, sure. Yeah, I love the Indians. We'll head right over. Okay, great. So, yeah, so, they, so the two girls that head over there immediately go south as... Yeah, you don't need... You don't need to be a Rhodes Scholar to... To kind of put all the pieces... <laughs> so, yeah, there's little just little tidbits of it getting... It's already awful. I mean... Like, why did they bring fireworks? Where did they get the fireworks? Like, this is, there's there's little things like that. Like, wh how did, where, and that's where it gets, yeah, just unfathomable for me. Nuts. So, yeah, so fireworks are being tossed left and right. Uh, some guy gets mad and, uh, yeah, throws a table or something. And they overtake the truck and the, the girls quit. And uh, so now... They've overtaken the the beer trucks, and the, so they're drinking free free beer, just drinking from the tap, taking turns. Yeah, so they, they basically they they Somali pirated those those beer trucks. They I am your captain now, the beer trucks, and now they're just yeah, they're in charge now, and they're drinking. And I, I don't know how that was controlled, but two beer trucks full of beer was consumed. So they're yeah they. They figured something out. Yeah. They were like, yeah. Like the guys in... Uh, what was the... Whatever the stupid mob movie is. I can't think of it right now. The one that we all like. Stealing stuff off a truck. I don't know. I can't think of anything. It's late. Uh, the fuck's that movie? The one with the guy? Yeah, that one. I'm not even gonna think about it. I don't care, it's, but it's the guy that with the guy, yeah. You know that. You know the one I'm talking about. You do. Okay, yeah. You don't know. Yeah, it's, you know that one that everybody likes. Yeah, that one. Okay. Sick. Glad we got that figured out. Um, Ray Liotta's who I'm talking about. There's your context. I'm actually talking about a Shantix commercial. It's not about a, it's not about a mob, move, mob movie. Shantix is the is the real enemy of this story. Anyway, um, okay, so, so okay, this is this is like we're at a, um, you know, at a place in the story where it could go one of two ways. I'll let you be the judge of what you think is going to happen before I move on to it. So yeah, yeah, they're they're you know they're gonna people are having fun and they're just gonna drink, and it's gonna you know, 
yeah, they'll just they just gotta make it through this game and uh, everybody get home like they always do. It's Cleveland. This is where you know they're they're hard nosed, put their head down, work hard, and but they also play hard. But they are respectful. This is Cleveland after all. We're, we're yeah we're guardians of traffic or whatever. So okay. Uh, the, so the, the 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 Rangers were up five to one. The Indians come back to tie the game at five. And have uh, they had the winning run on second base? So at this time, a, a teenager, a kid, was like, "All right, well, now it's time for my mischief." Or, or he got dared to do this. Uh, so he he was gonna run onto the field and steal the Rangers outfielder's hat. Great bit. Hilarious. But the problem with that is that the, the don't touch the players rule, which had somehow not, that line had not been crossed, and there were just had been countless streakers and uh, people on the field, like all game. There were people on the field, like packs of people just running around like while the game was going on. Like, I can't stress enough, like, how this was pure chaos, and there was 25,000 people there, maybe 50 security people, no cops. Like, this was already very bad, and they couldn't do anything to... Yeah, the umpires weren't doing anything. They're just like, I'm not, I'm not messing with these fucking idiots. Yeah, no way. No, they, they were just trying to get through this so they could get the hell out of there. So this kid runs on, gets the hat, um... And this is, this is a weird, this is where having Billy Martin as your manager is the worst possible situation. So the player, Jeff Burroughs, I think was, as Jeff Burroughs is his name. He, he's like, well, I'm, he's going to, he's going to fuck up this kid. And he goes to fight the fan or something. And then... He trips. The um, I'm trying to think. So the yeah, the way the dugout was set up in Cleveland, they you couldn't see everything. So all they could see was their player go down, and thinking that he was attacked. Billy Martin like yelled something, and they so they. Charged, so they were. There's a picture you can look this up. They they charged the field like to go to war, wielding bats. Yeah, like he like said, he just he was like, okay, well we're an army now, we got to go get our guy. So they ran onto the field like there's a picture of them just running in the middle of the field, all holding bats, wild. <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's the anchorman. Channel fight, network fight. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> They're running out there. So instead of like, oh no, this has got serious. There's major league players running with wooden weapon bats. It's awful. Um, yeah, that's you immediately step back. Like, oh no, we don't. This is bad. We need to stop this right now. No, that's that's the, all the warning we need. Not these people. 
they have, and this is another surreal part, that they're somehow now all armed with knives, chains. Uh, some people had made sharpened weapons from the, from seats. They like turn into an instant apocalyptic crime gang instantly. So they started throwing more bottles and uh, instead of you know, taking you know the full roster of rangers running out there wielding bats. They're like, no, we gotta take we gotta take care of this. These are the rangers. Let's, we're gonna fuck them up. So hundreds of fans jump on the field and completely encircle the rangers, which is crazy. They have them completely surrounded, and the rangers are probably in you know in formation. Like, ugh, how are we gonna? This is not good. And, um, so yeah, they're just, this is a, not a great situation. Got a couple hundred absolutely hammered Cleveland fans with weapons surrounding one of your baseball teams during a game, no less. And they also have weapons. So, something clicked, so this is when something clicked for, uh, Ken Aspermonte was the um, shout out to Ken Aspermonte was the Cleveland manager. So he sees this and he's like, "Uh oh." Realizing in this moment, just just now, in the end of the game, this is the ninth, this is the bottom of the ninth, by the way. They they're almost done. Winning runs on second base. Yeah, it was the bottom of the ninth. They were tie game, um, but they, it was all right there. So like this, so this is full. Yeah, you could drink to the end of the game. There was no laws about that. This probably was a direct uh, catalyst in getting that law changed. So yeah, so they had all nine innings of the booze. So this is the worst possible monsters. <laughs> so they so they got the Rangers surrounded. So yeah, so Ken Espermonte realizes in this moment, after just nine innings of just mayhem, pure mayhem and danger. Uh, he was like, well, okay, we. The Rangers are in danger here. This is not great. They're just now in danger. Uh, so he's like, oh, I, okay. Well, you guys g g grab your bats and go out there and help them. Sorry, right, you got to attack your own fans, but you got to go, go, go help the Rangers. So, so he sends the, the Indians out with, with bats to, uh, to help the Rangers. <laughs> Mayhem. That's just why, just, this is a very crazy situation. So, so they, it becomes a riot and an attack. Um, so they're fighting. Uh, so the rioters, that's when they started throwing folding chairs. And uh, one of the Cleveland pitchers was hit in the head by one. So that probably wasn't great for him. Um, I mean, just the, sto the stories are crazy. Like there was, they're just fighting left and right. Like they're like, it was, it was like a war. Just, just people, everybody punching each other. Two teams against the terrible criminals of Cleveland. Like they had to get through the, the beach of Normandy back to their dugout of fighting. Of just chairs and drunk people running around. They had to fight their way back to the dugout, basically. It was literally what they had to do. Retreat, 
to the clubhouse. Get the hell out of there. Okay, so they managed to both in groups get back to their dugouts, get to the clubhouse, lock the door. Uh, still, the fans have bloodlust. They've now stolen the bases. Obviously, that's the first thing you do. Not really. That's really a the sign. It's like, nope, this is no longer a baseball stadium. This is, we've got the bases. Can't play baseball here. They're just, and they're just throwing stuff. They're throwing, they're throwing cups, rocks, bottles, batteries. That they now have batteries somehow. Just so many hot dogs, popcorn containers, folding chairs. Like, I mean, they're just, just throwing stuff. Yeah, so just now, after the, both teams have retreated off the field, and I think it's just the the Cleveland criminals have rioting criminals have now Somali pirated the field. Now the the crew chief, the umpire crew chief, was like, "Okay, well, I think we're gonna for, go ahead and forfeit this. We hate we hate to do that, but uh, we like to finish our games that we start." I don't care if there's a 19-hour rain delay. We'll finish it. But, yeah, we're going to... Yeah, yeah, we're, this isn't going to get restored. So we're going to... We're going to forfeit this game and uh, to, the, to the Texas Rangers. And, you know, he's making this decision while, he, you know, his head's cut. He's cut on his hand and his head from thrown rocks. Um, and, uh... Yeah... He was a, he, he yeah he wasn't too happy with the situation. He called he called the he called these criminal fans uncontrollable beasts, and said he'd never seen anything like this happen ex except in a zoo. So I'm sure you you saw this at a zoo. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, what did you see? You saw a riot at a zoo. It's pretty tight. That's okay. Well, that's well, that's a pretty wild zoo. Moscow Zoo. Okay, I do believe that. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So he's got instant PTSD. <laughs> like already just angry, and he's he's racist against Clevelanders. Just so upset. I mean, this was. I mean, it was like it did turn into a war. So the it pretty much was at full mayhem for another twenty minutes. And okay, this is where. <laughs> This is another surreal moment. At this point, the Cleveland's organist was like, okay, you know, uh, maybe I can reel them in with a ditty. And uh, so he, just full riot, he begins to play, you guessed it, take me out to the ball game, the classic. So just, just imagine that. Yeah, okay, so he's playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. The Cleveland's play by play guys actually called the riot live. I mean just like 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 a game. I mean just some of the just reading that for script verbatim is Something I would recommend doing. I'm running. This is already long, so I'm I'm trying to get out of here. Um. 
Yeah, they had to... They finally, after 20 minutes, passed the forfeit of rioting. Uh, just, yeah, the organist is, you know, is that even, is that even what it's called? I don't know, I hope that's not something dumb. So yeah, they were banging on the clubhouse trying to let, let us in. Like they were just trying to, trying to get to the teams um, for revenge. Um. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the Cleveland GM like blamed the umpires for losing control of the game, which is partly true. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was nuts. Yeah, I mean, people were. Yeah, it was a. See, he blamed the umpires, which obviously you're gonna blame. You don't want to blame your your own citizens and your. Your fans, but the uh, yeah the American League president was like, nah, you know what? I don't know. Uh, his perspective might be a little bit different if he had you know been in the midst of knife wielding, bottle throwing, chair tossing, fist swinging drunks. <laughs> and then uh, made this, a very astute observation that I you know I think about today, that there was no question that beer played a part in the riot. <laughs> okay, I, I I mean maybe. I can't say it didn't, but I can't, you know, I can't 100% say that that's true. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we just don't know. There's, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, so it's 74, but these are all QAnon people. Obviously, this is the Capitol. They're storming it. That's just, this is exactly, exactly that. Okay. Yeah, there was, uh, what else? There's a couple things. Yeah, there were gang gangs of teens. There was one gang of teens standing on the on the visiting dugout, just yelling at the Rangers, trying to get them to come out of the trying to get them to come out of the clubhouse. And one of the one of the one of the beat writers reporters was like walking out of the stadium. You know, watched the whole thing, and. uh so he sees these these idiot kids, just a pack of wild teens, yelling at the at the Rangers, and he's like, the 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 team the Rangers are haven't been here for, uh, they're no they're no longer here they're not here idiot. He didn't say idiot, but like yeah they're, they're no longer here, and uh, one of the a particularly hot tempered teen did not like that and uh, obviously punched him right in the face. Instantly. He's like, okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, touche, of course. And, um, yeah, obviously, I'm like, yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. And he decided, what did he, did he, he asks, uh, he said, yeah, I can't remember what he, he asked, him, he decided to ask a follow-up question, and he was then punched by the, the, that team. I can't remember what the follow-up question was, but it was obviously, you don't talk to, no, no, he got, I think he asked, it was wasn't the same group. He was walking out and asked somebody else something, and that person, also an angry drunk teen, punched him in the face as well. <laughs> it's like, yeah, clearly don't talk to anybody. Please don't acknowledge. Get out of there. Thought that's funny. So yeah, if you talk to anybody at that point, you got instantly punched. Pretty pretty hilarious. Um, yeah. So wh where did they get? 
there was a yeah, there's also a, they found a guy with a gallon jug of um Thunderbird. So that's pretty sick. Just it was it's ten cent beer night. You don't you don't need that. Well he ended up throwing that at a uh, at a player at some point. So that's pretty good. Yeah, he threw it at the at the Rangers first baseman. Pretty pretty tight. Cause he got just he was just being pelted with hot dogs and spit cups, spit bombs, all, all day, all night. And then yeah, the empty got the empty jug of Thunderbird thrown at him. Just yeah, so he got absolutely pelted. Just yeah, just piss bombs and just grenade. I mean, just absolute mayhem. But yeah, so there's well, where did the where did they get the chains? How did they instantly like turn into this this post-apocalyptic war? I mean, I they all got weapons. Like, how'd you? It, it it the the best analogy is the the Anchorman channel channel fight brawl. So that's exactly what it is. Pretty much what's what it was. Um, Chief Wahoo at some point had changed into his war paint. What <laughs> just wild. Yeah. Just, yeah, he put his... Oh, no, Chief Wahoo's got his war paint on. And that just means, like, the face is just a slightly angrier. He's not smiling. It's a frown. I don't know. It's whatever whatever the most disrespectful thing to uh, Native Americans is, that's what Chief Wahoo was doing. Chief Wahoo. So these Cleveland Indians, my word. I mean, just... Absolute chaos. You know, yeah, I mean, uh, this one, Disco Demolition Night, and, uh, yeah, the White Sox Disco Demolition Night is is another famous one. I think this is just absolutely, there's that stuff that I'm missing that I'm, I can't, some nice fun details. I, the, the, or, the organist playing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" is verifiably hilarious. The the call by the let's see if I can find that and I'll get out of here. The play by play, like hilarious. Let's see if I can find it. I'll do a little bit of the call if I can. Like you just, I mean, let's see here. All right, let me see if I can go here. It was, okay, so it was Herb Score. Shout out to Herb Score. That's what a you're a, you're an ex MLB player that's now a play by play guy, and your last name's Score. That's pretty tight. That is pretty tight. So ex Cleveland Indian great Herb Score. Obviously, that's the sickest name of all time. Yeah, he was a two time All Star. He was the AL Rookie of the Year. Multiple time strikeout leader, Cleveland Indian Hall of Famer. So good, good for him. If I could just yeah find the script from the uh, that that'd be nice. One more thing, and then I'll stop looking for it. It is it is worthwhile because the, they really called it like a game. Uh, ten cent. 
play-by-play. -play. You're like, why do I, do I have to listen to you spell everything out and type like a one-handed idiot? Well, I have two hands. Don't talk to me like that. It's pretty sick. Okay. Um, well... Yeah, Tencent, Beer Night, you know, there's a bunch of, you can go watch the videos and the, see the pictures and all the articles. Uh, they didn't stop doing it. They did it, I mean, they did another one. Like, they didn't quit. In fact, here's a fun fact to wrap it up. The, um, the two, the, 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 the Indians employees that came up with the idea was called into the, Whatever the president, whoever, whatever, pretty much the, the whoever the owner of the team was, whoever is in charge, I don't know, the management, and they're like, okay, yeah, we're, obviously we're getting fired. This is the worst thing that's ever happened, and the, the owner actually sent them to a dollar, a ten cent beer night in Milwaukee, so they could learn how to do it, <laughs> which is pretty sick. Oh, no, you're not getting fired. You are actually going to another one to drink, and you're going to learn how to do this so we can... Yeah, we'll just, we'll just forget all about this. Don't worry. Just, yeah, don't, don't, don't even think about it. Water under the bridge. Water on fire under the bridge. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's only just hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage. Um, umpires with PTSD, uh, injured players. Um, yeah, pretty much every possible bad thing imaginable um and the city's still pretty sad so yeah that's not i don't know hopefully that was a uh, enough to you know help help some people get through you know it wasn't at all they're they're probably still riding and they just haven't stopped yeah they had to be the the swat team had to be called in and everybody that was remaining there got beat down with um Yeah, it's got, you know, got, got beat down with their nightsticks, which the SWAT team obviously loves. They were so excited to get to do that. So that that's how, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what you get. Yeah, you get a deal with SWAT team if you're going to take over a, a baseball stadium during a game. Cause a forfeit, attack players, everybody was, oh. So, all right, well, we'll read the final stats. Final stats on 10 Cent Beer Night. Uh, play of the game. Ooh, play of the game. I'm gonna go to. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. I don't know who I'm gonna give player of the game to. Uh, yeah, there's too too many. Uh, well, let's give it to Ken Aspermonte for just deciding to send his players to war against fans to help the team he was playing. Yeah, they probably mended a bunch of their their problems in this, you know, in this actual. Yeah, they had to like get through the trenches. It basically turned into war. Almost, in, yeah, that, that was hilarious. That was a a real battle. Some Gettysburg out there. Valley Forge, Battle of the Bulge. I don't know. It was one of those. Yeah, it was, it was a battle. Like that's just reading it. You're like this. This sound. This sounds like that. It was. They were at war with the crooks of Cleveland. Where the hell? Okay, I need the Wikipedia. All right. So just to put to wrap things up, to put things into perspective for you, to put things into perspective. Okay, so um, 
19 streakers total. You heard that right, 19, 19 streakers. Oh, okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. That's not that bad. It's only 19 people that took their clothes off and ran on the field at some point. Okay, 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 yeah. Um, fans arrested? Nine. Yeah, they're just, yeah. You, imagine how unlucky you are if you're one of those nine. Like, what, me? What did I do? I hit multiple people with a uh, deadly weapon and continue to do so. Okay, well, you got me on that. Touche. That guy's got a flamethrower, but okay. But my seat knife is the is apparently the problem. Okay, well, oh, all right. No, okay, fair enough. Just everybody in there just drunk yelling. They were, they were only charged with disorderly conduct, so... It wasn't attempted manslaughter or attempted murder with a deadly weapon. Mayhem, whatever, all the charges that they could have been charged with. Um, I mean, just... Yeah, uh, the, the injury list was unknown. Just because of the different... Multiple players, multiple umpires, uh, and fans all just hurt. Uh, what was it? One more. Oh yeah, the um, yeah. They so they they learned from this, and the next time that they had a cheap beer night, uh, ten cent beer night, they made sure to to limit these uncontrollable monsters or beasts, according to them, and uh, made it <laughs> four cups per purchase. That's true. Uh, four, yeah, from, from six to four. Yeah, obviously that's gonna say that's gonna save everything. That's gonna change everything. How are they gonna police that? Oh, they can just go to a different one and buy a new six. Yeah, nothing. They basically, the premise is flawed, and you can't. Yeah, it'll never, it, it'll never work. But it, it did work. I, maybe just because they were like they were all on their best behavior for the next one. They're like, okay, we're gonna get hammered, but we are gonna be extra respectful. Yeah, we didn't know they didn't. They probably blacked out. They didn't even know they were capable of riding. Oh, we did what? I I was. I've been blacked out for. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I had a knife. Oh, that's terrible. My bad. I'm sorry. I was not in my right state of mind. My bad. Man. Yeah, there was uh. The, the NBC newscaster Tim Russert was a he was a student <laughs> and attended the game, <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, he, he's uh, meet the press. I think he's meet the press host or something." And he, he was like talking about the game. I went with two dollars in my pocket. You do the math. Great quote. Pretty sick. <laughs> anyway, all right. And there, yeah, some one of the Indians players was was like in this game. It was all it was at every riot, the three big ones. There was like the Yankee Senators game, and then there was the di disco demolition. And this guy was was played in all of them. Like, ooh, all right. So yeah, real uh, real fun hooligan. It's hooligan hooligan time. Shout to my hooligans. I, I mean, that's pretty much it. 
Uh, yeah, go. Go listen to the. Uh, oh, you probably don't want to hear it now. Now that you've listened to an hour and seventeen minutes of, of me fumble through a story, but the uh, the dollops podcast on Ten Cent Beer Night is legitimately one of the funniest things I've ever listened to in my life. So yeah, me listening to the witch episode reminded me of how incredible that story is, and um, I put no effort into it, and I don't know, I don't think I was funny for it, I just told a dumb story, so uh, have fun, I'll, maybe I'll do more of these, probably not, I might not even release this, who knows, I might start, I might have my own dime beer night, dime, okay, anyway, all right. Shout to Cleveland. Perpetually terrible. Goodbye.